Hello, and welcome to from A to Xenon, or welcome back if you're coming directly from our last rom-com episode. <laughs> it's the same night for us, so I really don't know what's going on in your life. <laughs> yeah, so y'all, we got really deep into the rom-coms. Shahan and I are a connoisseur of this genre, and we couldn't just do it in one episode. So we're breaking it up into two parts. So this is part two. We're a little delirious at this point, but hopefully we're less delirious in this episode. (laughs) Thank you so much to Adam for listening to us this whole time. And here we go. Our rom-com categories. Part two. I have some categories. My other subcategories. Okay, so like Jahan said, we are children of the early 2000s. And early 2000s was peak teen rom-com like the 80s are great and i feel like 80s are maybe more coming of age but like i'm talking about a pure fun rom-com no one's beaten the early 2000s so i do have a list of early 2000s late 90s late 90s rom-coms wait wait so you're saying in terms of a pure fun rom-com okay that's i i agree i i don't know that because i do think like late 80s early 90s is also masterful in its hand I don't know if that's more like classical rom-com because like when Harry Met Sally's 88. Yes, yes, yes. No, I'm talking about the teen rom-com. I said the teen rom-com. Oh, the teen rom-com. I must have misheard. Sorry. I was... The teen. The teens. The teens. No, you're absolutely right. I fully agree with Avery. I rescind my objection. The defense rests. <laughs> um, y'all, we got to talk about it. 10 Things I Hate About You mm-hmm. changed my life. <laughs> I know it did. <laughs> In a way that, like, I don't think people, like, truly understand. First of all, Julia Stiles was working <laughs> during, the, during the late 1990s, early 2000s. Like, she was so busy and she was doing a lot more dancing than you'd expect. <laughs> she was working. And I don't think she gets her flowers enough for giving us all the movies that she gave us. I completely agree. I think she's an actress. Avery and I both come back to a lot because like sometimes we'll just message and be like, what is Julia Stiles up to? Why is she doing this YouTube series? Yo, she was in Hustlers too. So yeah, but she didn't even get to have the fun. She's the reporter. That's true. That's true. (laughs) But 10 Things I Hate About You is so pivotal to my life. It's how I met Heath. It's... It's the reason why to this day I still have a crush on JGL. I don't, the the dance that Jahan, it has everything. The dance sequence, him in the bleachers. Oh my so God. Can't take my eyes off of you. Ugh, what a scene. Julia dancing. Like there's the paintball scene. Fascinating. Like this movie had everything. It has everything. It's so perfect. Mm-hmm. I remember watching 10 Things I Hate About You, I think after Heath had passed away, and I just, like, bawled for, like, days. And to the point that, like, I didn't watch this movie for years on end because I was like, oh, gosh, we're never going to get someone like him again. And that makes me so sad. And something I think about is we didn't get adult rom-coms with him because then people realized he was... He was By then, people had realized... When he passed away. Well, he was only 28, yes. And, you you know, like, he, uh, like... Right, younger than us now, which is yeah. crazy to think about. But um, he, like, he didn't get it because he, he was, like, busy making some of the greatest performances of our time in yeah. uh, 
Dark Knight and um, Brokeback Mountain. So he didn't, he wasn't, he was getting all these incredible roles. He just, there wasn't time for him to do a rom-com as an adult, I don't think. And- yeah. I mean, I, and I have this on the list later down the line, but like action movies with romance, I definitely put A Knight's Tale on there. A Knight's Tale is a perfect movie for me. <laughs> God, I haven't watched that in so long. I feel like I, I'm, I don't have a clear memory of it, which is, uh, I'm putting good, it on the list. Good dance number, good friend group. Music I do think the actress, I haven't seen her in a while, but I, I do remember watching it and being like, where's she at? <laughs> ten, yeah, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You changed my life in the best ways. And... I do also have a teen list, so I can... Oh, oh okay, okay. What's... You want to go next? You want to share your movie next? I think I think a lot of these are going to be the same because I do have 10 things in the general vicinity. Okay. One that I think... It's so funny. Bend It Like Beckham is kind of on here, but I also have a different category, which is called... That's a different category. <laughs> That's a different category. Okay, we'll leave it alone, even though Moonstruck's also in that other category. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, categories are... Uh, it's hard. It's hard to keep the categories straight. <laughs> but um, we got to get our British girls in here. Angus thongs and full frontal snogging. <gasps> okay! I had that in a separate category. <laughs> Which category is that? This <laughs> was this was coming of age rom coms. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Angus making up categories. Angus, no, okay. Angus Fogs was in my in my coming of age rom coms because that movie I think was more was yes, it was about rom coms and a crush, but it was more about girls experiencing girlhood and friendships. You're and right. You're right. I love Angus. I love. <sighs> I think that opening sequence is one of my favorite things put to film. <laughs> Somebody running dressed up as a stuffed olive is the funniest thing you could have started a movie with. That movie is just, it's so funny. It's pure comedy. The eyebrow sequence, the mom being like, the gas gives you win in front of her <laughs> crush. Apples give you oh, win. Oh, yeah, apples give you win. Like, oh, it's so funny. It's so Aaron, funny. Aaron Taylor Johnson when he was just Aaron Johnson. <laughs> Listen, you also should have been in more rom-coms, but we know why and we're not happy. Joey King posted something that seems to me to be denying that they had an affair and I'm shattered. It's the only time anyone has ever rooted for a marriage to dissolve. Ah, stop. (laughs) We just want to be clear. We do not approve of someone marrying someone they directed when they were 17 and 42. Wholeheartedly agree. This podcast does not support... (laughs) wholeheartedly agree um we're really jumping all over the place okay so since that is not in this category i have a question i actually had another one i had a question about category okay this might be coming of age i think it is coming of age princess diaries oh that's in my coming of age (laughs) okay all right i clearly did not give as many categories as avery did so we're gonna move that one over which leads me to she's the man she's the man There's none like it. <laughs> Our girl Amanda Bynes, so sharp, so funny. The comedic bone, she was born with it. I just, from age like seven up, she was giving us 
some of the funniest performances any of yes. us could have dreamed of. I, I just, I, and I understand. Like every couple of episodes, we mention how horribly child actors are treated and how much we respect their right to retire to peacefulness. Um, but e- like, I think one of the last roles I saw her in is another movie that makes this list. Easy A, and she is so funny as the villain in that movie. <laughs> but back to back to she's the man. God, we used to quote this all the time. I rewatched it. I want to say a week prior to the pan, like to when we shut down in New York for the pandemic uh-huh. in like early March 2020. I went over to a friend's place and watched it, and it just. It was still one of the funniest things I've ever seen as like a 20, then 26 year old adult. It's just so funny. She's so fucking good. Like just the tampon up her nose, the Channing Tatum deserves the world. <laughs> that, I'm so glad Hollywood realized as much as they love him, like they want him to be that action hero. And don't get me wrong, White House down. Holy shit. <laughs> like, yes, Channing can do that. But they did not do what they did to Harrison Ford. They realized how funny he is. And I mm-hmm. think he gets used in that respect a lot. In the la- just last year, The Lost City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. And I mean, no match for Amanda Bynes, though, who is <laughs> able to pull off chemistry, charisma, charm, dressed as a little lad. <laughs> She's so good. She's so good. God, I think so often about how much we would quote, I see you for who you tr- what you truly are, and it is oogly. <laughs> and it is ugly. <laughs> I love that movie. You make me want to watch it again. I need to go watch it this week. Right I now. really do think this is just us convincing each other to watch our favorite movie. <laughs> I gotta go watch She's a Man immediately. Immediately. What is it? What's the girl's name? Eustace? Eunice? Eunice. Eunice. I'm so there. It's insane. <laughs> Soccer is the world's greatest sport. <laughs> it's so good. You can't, you can't, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, Avery, what else you got? Okay. Okay. It's a little recent. I, I think this is the one I skipped over. You know this is how I feel about. I'm talking about to all the boys I've loved before. It's on mine too. I just okay. thought I should open with She's the Man. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it because I had the distinct privilege of reading the books <laughs> that yes. one summer. Or reading the first book that one summer. And read the second book and, and all that jazz. So when the movies came out, I was already like over the moon excited. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we haven't had a, a rom-com, a teen rom-com in a, in a long time. You know, Amanda's out of the game. So, you know, <laughs> we're excited. <laughs> Jahan, that movie exceeded my expectations mm-hmm. and then some. Jahan, Anita and I, our friend Anita, watched it all together as a group. <laughs> The, you remember yeah. that? The Friday it came yeah, out? Yeah, we were live texting from three different states. Live texting. We watched it on Friday. I watched it two more times that weekend. <laughs> I think I watched it one or two more times that weekend, too. Which is, oh, it just speaks to how lovely it is. And I really do think that's the word for it. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> like just... Yeah. Jahan, I'm telling you right now, I've seen the first one. 
at least 20 times. I'm not even joking. Mm-hmm. Like at some point I was watching it every weekend consistently after that. And then I was like, oh, let me take a break. But I've, I, I, just... I know that I've seen it at least 20 times. The second you said the movie's title, like two images jumped to mind. And the first is that hand in the pocket twist in the kitchen, uh, the cafeteria, where you're like, oh my God, Noah Centineo has it. Yeah. And he should stop being in these dumb roles he's taking lately. (laughs) Jahan knows, because we're going to talk about like our favorite crushes later. But I'm like, it's so funny because I say Noah Centineo as Peter Kavinsky only (laughs) because that boy, my God, the charm just oozes. He's such a good rom-com lead in that movie. He is in that movie. And I want want him to get back there, but maybe he only has chemistry with Lana Condor and we have to accept that. Because yeah, <laughs> he is not always delivered in other roles. <laughs> um, but yeah, although again, our boy is a decom boy. We can't disrespect him too much. He did he did great in How to Build a Better Boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just Lana Condor is like luminescent. <laughs> yes, yes. And I don't know Mm. why we don't put her in more things. Honestly, people tweet that and she's like, I am booked, y'all. You need to understand. I I watched Boo Bitch. Oh, I didn't make it through. Okay. Okay. I did watch Boo Bitch. It was okay. But yeah. It was okay. Yeah. The first episode didn't grab me, so I didn't continue. But I love her. Okay. Um, I've been meaning to watch Moonshot, that new one she's in with. Um, Cole Sprouse, right? Is that yeah? But it was on HBO Max, and I think they took it off. God, this Warner deal is ruining my yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had it on my queue. I don't think it's on there anymore. I need to check, but I don't think it's on there. This is hell. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need blockbusters back. I already gave a speech about why we need the cinema. Now let me speak to <laughs> hard media <laughs> that you can hold in your hand. Yeah. All right. Back. Um, yes. So this also made my list because again, I what this did for me is I, I've loved many movies, but I do think the ones I love most are usually ones I have a strong attachment to or watched with friends or in theaters. Mm-hmm. I think that just changes the enjoyment for me. It changes the game. I remember laughing next to Avery in so many movies. Like now I'm thinking of crazy, stupid love. Like, oh, it's so funny. It's so silly. And it's, oh, sorry, I'm not going to get caught up in that. But what to all the boys did for me is it like I know I was texting friends at the time but it made me really really love a movie I was watching alone in a room on streaming mm-hmm. which I don't think many movies could have done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> I, I want I want to be clear like it wasn't just us like grown women like I remember Gabrielle Union being like oh this movie <laughs> is wonderful like grown women were like oh there's something about this movie that is great and it, it, I think Avery and I, again, had read the books um, because Avery insisted I read them. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for this. <laughs> there was a time in my life where, like, I made everybody read To All the Boys. I was like, I was like a Jehovah's Witness, but for To All the Boys. I was like, have you read this book? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> read it now. Right. And, and she was not wrong to do so. Jenny Han, thank you. Um, I have not yet finished that one, The Summer I Turned Pretty. I'm scared to read The Summer I Turned Pretty because 
I love to all the boys so much. I've just I worry that it's not gonna. I like, honestly live up. wouldn't. I oh, okay. I would skip those books. Say less. Okay. Say less. <laughs> I, I think you should keep to all the boys wrapped in its glory. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I read them on a trip to Greece this summer for some reason, and I, that's what I did. That's all I'll say. Okay. <laughs> certainly okay. something I used my time for. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I I think to all the boys, it, it just hit it all, right? It also has the soundtrack. I love so many of, so many songs because they were on that soundtrack. Like, I love you so bad. <laughs> Um, just like so many songs that were fun and recent and poppy. Um, another, another, like they, they cared so much about making her room feel like that character. Uh, it's all like blue and pink and floral and sweet. Um, yeah, I just, oh, and the other shot, I like the other moment that I kept thinking about when you mentioned the movie is when we just, the end of the movie, when we pulled, pull away from that lacrosse field. Oh, just that's like our modern day walking across the the foggy hills in Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> the foggy lacrosse field, baby. I did. I knew I, I knew I wanted to fall in love with a field. I just didn't know it'd be a lacrosse field. Or she says something along those lines. It's so good. Oh, she even says it. I forgot that because I was truly just thinking of Pride and Prejudice because I saw it. Yeah. God, I got to rewatch. It's it's a delight. All right. Um, what what else? We uh, I guess uh... I I do have some honorable mentions mm-hmm. for this teen rom com category, and my two honorable mentions are Clueless. It's uh, yeah, it's an it's up here for me too. And I don't know if it's technically teeny because technically they're in college during this movie, but the Prince and Me. Oh, I forgot the Prince and Me. Another. Julia. Julia Styles. Julia was really out here doing it for the girlies, and I love her. But those those were on my top five for teen rom-com. That movie is so good. But it's so funny how an image pops into my head for every movie, and the one that I think of there is the meat slicer. Meat slicing yeah. was a weirdly prominent part of that film. <laughs> but yes, I, I was thinking about Clueless. Again, I like had Easy A within here, because... Mm. Um, Easy A came out in 2011 or 2010 or something like that. And it was another Just movie. Just as we like, were reading the Scarlet Letter. Yeah, it was in our Scarlet, we were in our Scarlet Letter era. <laughs> yes, y'all, there was an era. <laughs> there really was. Nobody should love the Scarlet Letter as much as we did. <laughs> but Easy A... It just, like, I don't always love movies that are hyper-referential of the genre because I feel like then they're not allowed to shine in their own right as much as they could, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're spending so much time being meta, you're not, like, living, loving, laughing in the mm-hmm. genre itself, I will mm-hmm. say. Even though the Scream movies do it just right. So don't listen to everything I say. But a lot of the teen rom-coms we love were for teens older than us. Not that much older than us, but, like, yeah. five five-ish years older than this. They were for our siblings. Yeah. And Easy A felt like they were, and don't get me wrong, we had She's the Man. But <laughs> our siblings should be so lucky as to have a film like She's the Man. But Easy A did feel like it was ours. It was like, yeah, we were the right age. Because even She's the Man, we were like freshmen. We were a little young. But we were the right age. We were teens ready to fall in love. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm saying this because it's one of the funniest pairs of parents ever put on film. <laughs> 
I Listen. don't think they had to go that hard on writing the parents in this movie, but they did and were grateful. <laughs> Why is Stanley Tucci so hot in that movie? Like, he's unnecessarily hot. He's so attractive and so funny and so charming. It's just, it's too much. It's too much. It's too, it's too much. much. Too much. I would say another honorable mention in this category, and then I'll be done. And I didn't have it on here, but probably a John Tucker must die. I love that movie. <sighs> Yeah, I, it was on my mind, especially because it's one of our friend Anita's favorite movies. Of I, all yeah, <laughs> it's it's a fun one. It's a fun one. It's you got like they did a great job with uh, that cast is so fun. There's oh, and Penn Badgley as the other Tucker. Oh, I don't have Bring It On anywhere. I came late to the Bring It On game. My friend Josephine like quotes that movie to this day, like can quote the cheers and everything. It's just it just it just it's not it's not my movie. I think I came late. It's tough for me that Kirsten Dunst isn't showing up for us right now, but uh, mm. isn't isn't around on these lists. But she's not typically a rom com girly. I'll allow. Um, I do love her, and I do love Bring It On. I don't know what genre uh, is Bring It On. Just a teen comedy more than it is a teen rom com. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Um, but a great cast. Um, so yes, Easy A, Clueless, Ten Things. Okay, my last two, um, and they. Oh no, last three. Sorry. They're they're not like they're not like on the list. They're just like ones I need in consideration. Actually, one of them is on the list. Okay. She's all that. <gasps> I like I was... all that. It is my brother's favorite teen rom-com movie, like hands down. Michael will watch that any day. <laughs> I sometimes think Michael Super and I have more in common than Avery. Stop! You stop! <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just think <laughs> we we should hang out more. <laughs> stop. Uh, and he adores you, so it's fine. Uh, I know. <laughs> but I don't know. I he loves it. I think it's good. I I'm going to stick to my list. Oh no no! I'm not asking you to change your list. Okay. I just think it gives us so many classic moments, like the, the taking off of the glasses. I think Freddie Prince Jr. He had what it took. <laughs> um, Kiss me throughout that movie. Oh, yes. See, soundtrack is so important. <laughs> Paul Walker is a great douche. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I really do enjoy that one. I um, I dressed up as Lainey Boggs one Halloween, made myself a little falafel hat, because in one scene we see her working at a falafel place and then never again. And you know what? I posted that on Instagram and tagged Rachel Lee Cook and she liked it. And then I went <gasps> and looked. To, I I have told you this. <laughs> and then I went and looked and uh, other people had tagged her in their costumes. And you know what? She only liked mine. <laughs> Love it. They also did. Uh, they remade it. He's all that. And it was it was silly. It was fine. It felt very like I didn't even watch it. You didn't need to. I, I had a fine time. Okay. But Rachel Lee Cook is in it, which I appreciated because we don't get enough of her lately. The other two, and they were they were um, tough. I just felt like we needed a John Hughes mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think he is like, I know we were, we experienced what I would call a golden age of teen rom-com in the mm-hmm. early 2000s, as you said. But he he created it for us so yeah. that we may enjoy that is true. <laughs> and, that is true. so i i don't always love them even though they are classics i don't i like i i don't think 16 candles always did it for me but i do think 
I do think Pretty in Pink deserves to be in the conversation. I just want to say, I made y'all watch Pretty in Pink at our senior year slumber party. And somebody was like, this was a bad movie. I didn't like was it. Was that me? I don't know. <laughs> but I, I was like, think it was me. Was it me? I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Am I the problem? <laughs> I don't think it was you. <laughs> It doesn't sound like something I would have said. I don't think it was you. But I was like, oh, am I the weird one? <laughs> no, no, you're not. I think, no, I couldn't have disliked it because Avery, I'm obsessed with the finest lip sync scene in cinema. <laughs> and to those who don't know, we're talking about Ducky played by John Cryer singing <laughs> Try a Little Tenderness <laughs> in the record store. I even if you haven't seen the film and you don't feel like watching the whole thing right now, I really would recommend watching that scene specifically. John Cryer is on. He's doing it. He's like killing it in that scene. Oh, sorry. I think that might be why I'm saying it should be in the conversation more than Molly Ringwald. Because I will say, I don't particularly care about the romantic lead opposite Molly Ringwald in that movie. I care about Ducky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, the last one that I would like to include in the conversation. Okay. There is one person we come back to who we will never let, who will never let us down. I mean, she's letting us down right now, but <laughs> a Cinderella story. <gasps> the woman of our, of our lives. I thought about a Cinderella story. I did. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Her and Chad Michael Murray, Mm-hmm. Are so good. Now I'm thinking about Freaky Friday. <laughs> I know. I know. That's not a rom com. That's a mother daughter movie. That's we'll mother daughter movie. No, it's good. It's good. We're making up genres to save ourselves. <laughs> yeah. No, I I do like Cinderella Story and thought about putting it on here. And then I mean because it ignited a whole series of Cinderella Story movies. Like you're the new classic. Yeah. <laughs> you're but... the new P. <laughs> No, it's good. I will say there was a pop song about called Classic a couple years ago, and every time people talked about it, I was like, "Are we talking about Classic from another Cinderella story?" And it turns out they never were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We finally gave Drew Seely his moment to shine, and I want to acknowledge. <laughs> That man oh, was singing no. in Stuck in the Suburbs. That man was singing in the High School Musical. All he wanted was a role. And another Cinderella story gave it to him. Oh, no. Um, okay, but a Cinderella story, I, again, it's not like my top, um, right? That's like, she's yeah. the man. That's to all yeah. the boys. Uh, you took away some of my other top ones for coming right. of age, but... I do, I like easy A, clueless, 10 things, like lots of lots of other ones. But I just, I'm glad Hilary Duff gave this to us, this mm-hmm. gift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this dra- drought. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Useless and disappointing. <laughs> We've got a phenomenal Jennifer Coolidge performance. Yeah. Yeah. And Regina King. I was going to say Regina King. So good. Fairy Godmother. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We love. We love. We live. We laugh. (laughs) We're going to talk about it very quickly, but this coming of age rom-coms genre that should be tied into the teen rom-coms will be quick. Uh We said Angus Thongs and and Full Frontal Snogging. 
So good. So good. I guess the movie's called Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, but don't oh, worry about yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, Sorry, the they, book they is full frontal. The book. Yes. I was going to say, but no, I, I said full frontal earlier too. And I, I just, you know, read the books too. God. Wow. <laughs> Those books are so fucking funny. So good. So good. The second one on here for me is Princess Diaries. And I have said this, like, if I ever was to write a memoir about my life, I think a whole chapter has to be devoted to how much I love Princess Diaries. Like, I'm not even kidding. I saw this movie in 2001 with my elementary friend, Jahan, I mean, elementary friend, Elon. That's tough for me to hear. I know. <laughs> but you you know, your Freudian slip makes me feel better. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and I, this movie, like, I was like, oh, I want to be Mia Thermopolis. Like, I love this person I and it's funny enough that I have never read the books like I've I've never read a Meg Cabot book I've never read Princess Diaries the series but this movie alone was just I think it's like one of those pivotal movies that like made me who mm-hmm. I am today I love this movie with my whole heart I'm so grateful that it gave us Anne Hathaway in our lives if I ever were to have children one of the names I have on my, uh, for like a child is Amelia, like partially because I loved the Amelia Bedelia books as a kid, but like <laughs> mostly because of this movie. Like yeah. to all the yes. boys um, gave us another, gave YA a level of respect that I don't think it got. And mm-hmm. I think like that movie brought that back around. And I meant to say that earlier. And another one that I, I, I didn't, I wasn't really plugged into the YA book scene at the time, but yeah, mm-hmm. just princess diaries is, I, tweeted this this weekend because for some reason on my tiktok for you page i mean for some reason being because of who i am i got a princess diaries cast then and now montage or some shit (laughs) the thing is it wasn't the then and now that made me tear up it's just this image there's this image that was on some of the posters of amelia mignonette wait is it no i know the whole name amelia mignonette rinaldi is it Christoph Rinaldi? <laughs> okay, I left one out, but yeah. sorry if you want to say the whole no, thing. no, no. You go, you go. <laughs> princess of Genovia, and there's just this moment where she's princess and she's dancing at the ball at the end of the movie, and everybody else is like, du- like ducked down for the dance mm-hmm. at the moment, and she's above them, arms out, yeah. and that image paired with like miracles happen playing brought me to tears because I also just I think this and Parent Trap are two of the most important movies of our generation specifically of of girls of our generation right like I think those are the movies I think about when I think about growing up when I think about Mm -hmm. I have a list of movies where I'm like these are the movies I will watch anytime they are on tv to completion but the movies that I will do that above any other I will watch them the whole way through no matter what, are The Parent Trap and Princess Diaries. Cause I, I, just... watched, I watched Princess Diaries last week because I like two in the morning because I couldn't go to sleep. Like, that's just... I, <laughs> I was like, oh, I just will watch this. <laughs> I just... And I'm going to use the word luminescent again. Yeah. Anne Hathaway is luminescent. And that... Gary Marshall has, again, never let us down. <laughs> that cast is so perfect like everybody is on their a game and everybody's just so good and so funny and my favorite line at the end of the movie because you're you're talking about the end of the movie 
when Michael goes up to her and says, like, why me? And she goes, because you saw me when I was invisible. Jahan, it is one of the best rom-com lines, like, bar none, that I have ever heard. absolutely agree. And it's, it's so good. It's so... I just, I, I love, love, love this movie. And I think, I don't remember if I left this in my thesis, but... I had a whole, like you said, you'd have a whole chapter about it. I did have a whole section written about it, about how it was more about how I loved watching movies on the couch with my dad. But it is because I have just this distinct memory of my dad and I were re-watching The Princess Diaries. We had both seen it a hundred times before, and we do have an incredible capacity for watching any movie like Mm -hmm. E or ABC Family delivers unto us. (laughs) And we were were now freeform, but in this time it was ABC Family. But we were watching it. And we were running, we had, we both had to get ready for religious services. We were running late already. And he was like, we're, we were watching it. And my dad goes, what time does this end? And I said, seven o'clock. And he's like, oh, but we can't leave because we don't know. And I was like, yeah, we don't, we don't know if she's going to be a princess yet. And it just like, every time I watch it, I'm like, I don't know if she's going to be a princess yet. (laughs) And it's just like my dad letting me go. Like I, I, my dad letting me go to religious services late because he, we wanted to relearn that she was going to be a princess, and it's just such a such a delightful memory. And I love, I love this movie. Like, honestly, it might be one. Like, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies in the world. Um, yeah, it gave us it gave us Rooney. Like, it gave us Rooney. It gave <laughs> us miracles happen. It gave us. It returned Julia Child, uh, Julia Andrews to us. Yes. <laughs> Julia Andrews unto us. She had been gone for so long and we missed her so much. It gave us a very early Sandra O oh performance. Yes. Where I just learned this weekend she was 29 in that role, <laughs> which I'm handling poorly. But, you know, I'm in my vice principal Gupta years. Stop. <laughs> It's it's such a good movie. I think, and I think I put it in this coming of age because, like, if I if I was to tell like any teen girl like watch this movie because I more than just like yeah, there's that little aspect of romance, but I think it's more about like finding yourself and like coming into who you are as a girl, as a as an awkward girl too. I think that's the thing mm-hmm. too. It was just like. I was so awkward growing up and so quote unquote different. And I just felt like Mia was awkward and different too. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, I connect with her on a level that I don't connect with, with like other girls because they're pretty and perfect. And like Mia wasn't that. Like she was, I love it. I love this movie. I'm about to cry. Like I'm not a movie that makes me happier. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're on the exact same wavelength right now. Absolutely losing our shit about a movie we've loved for 22 years of our lives at this point. (laughs) I don't know why I'm crying. This is so bad. I I, It's not bad. Avery, great art brings out emotion. And you know who else gave us this movie? Whitney Houston. Yes. And I don't, yes. Thank you, Whitney Houston, for executive producing this movie and like, Yes. 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 
I think, you know, we haven't talked about Cheetah Girls and her, like, executive producing that, but I think she saw that, like, what girls needed. And, like, and I, and I mean What a vision, this, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean this as someone who, like, did Cheetah Girls, who really pushed for the, the Cinderella with Brandy and the, like, multi, like, that was her vision and, like, her want. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I guess she just saw what, like, girls needed at that time mm-hmm. and, like, found a way to make it happen. So, yes. Thank you, Whitney Houston, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's incredible that we could do a whole episode just on, like, our favorite Gary Marshall movies. Our favorite, like, there's just, (laughs) like, there's just, and then we could do, like, there's, there's so much to talk about here. It's such a rich topic, and I'm so glad we are doing it, even if it's a departure, because... God, honestly, like, my face is hot. I'm just excited. Yeah, I'm, like, tearing (laughs) up. And, oh, I love love Princess Arthur. All right. Do we have any other coming-of-age ones? Okay, this, I couldn't couldn't tell if I wanted to put this in period piece or coming-of-age, but I watched it again most recently. I put Little Women in here. Oh. Greta Gerwig's Little Women. Yeah, but that has nothing wrong about it. I mean, yeah, maybe that's a beautiful coming of age film. <laughs> it's a coming of age, but maybe not a rom com. I don't know. I have it with a little asterisk on here. Not okay, sure if okay. like what it truly was. Yeah. I was like, this feels wrong. But yeah, so let's just say Princess Diaries and Angus for this category for me. And that makes it a perfect category because both of those movies knock it out of the park. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. That's a home run of a category. Sorry, moving on. Avery, uh, give give us another category. I think this is one that you and I both have. We talked about family movies with rom-com elements. Yes. We've talked about The Parent Trap. I think The Parent Trap is one that goes on here. The Parent Trap is a perfect movie. <laughs> just gonna say yeah. it um yeah no you're not wrong again i already spoke to this a little bit but we got nancy myers we got introducing <sighs> Lindsay lohan <sighs> dennis quaid as nick parker <laughs> we talk about hot dads we talked about stanley tucci nick parker played by dennis quaid is a hot dad and you know what this movie has a little something for everyone because is there a more glorious woman <laughs> That Natasha Richardson as Elizabeth James? She is so elegant in that movie. And yet so funny. Yes. (laughs) Elegant, such a good word for so elegant, so funny. Oh. When she says, I'm not mature enough for this. It's literally a sticker on my computer because she's so, she's so funny. There's, there's a, there's, this is a little sad, but you know, she's passed and we miss her, but Mm -hmm. her son talks about I spoke recently about how she, that movie is so who she was to him he feels lucky to be able to go rewatch it and see his mom on screen because the way she says darling when she greets her when she's back from camp that's how she greet them you know and it's just like oh what a lovely she, she kills it oh and then one of the greatest greatest rom-com villain performances up there with Parker Posey and You've Got Mail. Um, not, and when I say villain, I do mean like alternate love interest. Yeah, yeah. But Meredith Blake actually is a villain, to be clear. And God, she kills it. And you know, if if Elizabeth James isn't for you, we got Chessie. 
there truly is a crush for every party, I believe. Yes, yes. <sighs> that movie is phenomenal. This will be. <laughs> the, mu- the, <laughs> the music is great in that movie. Nancy Myers knows homes and every house in that movie is just gorgeous. Like my dad would watch that movie partially because he always wanted to see their like town home in London. Like my dad was like, look at that. Look at that crown molding and look at those colors. So like funny. he loves that house in that movie. It's so beautiful. I just, and the, the whole movie long, like sometimes you're so happy to think about the second half with the parents and all of the fun and Chessie and Martin that you forget you spend a good like third of the movie at camp with them being absolute menaces to society. <laughs> and I say them like it's not just Lindsay Lohan because what a performance. I believed for many years it was twins. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just so, yeah. so good. I also think what makes it a great rom-com, I mean, that ending speech where they take the Concord and get there in half the time. And she's like, well, how do you expect this? Our bicontinental relationship and like, what do you expect me to do to live happily ever after? And he's like, yes, but you don't have to cry hysterically. And she's like, but yes, I do. And then the- she's saying to cry hysterically and go weak at the knees. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. But that kiss and the swelling of the music and oh my God, Shahan, like. And the the moment I think about most is when she sees her and she's like, and we, we couldn't let you, I don't know, we couldn't let you get away again. And she's yeah. like, we? Yes. And, and he goes, we. Nick Parker steps out and says, we? <laughs> I I think we just need to insert this clip in, in this scene. Adam, I'll send you I'll send you the clip to insert here because I don't even think we're doing it justice. Hello. We're home. Grandfather. Hey stranger. Hey mom, did you know the Concord gets you here in half the time? Yes, I, I've heard that. What are you doing here? It took us around 30 seconds after you guys left for us to realize we didn't want to lose you two again. We? We. I made the mistake of not coming after you once, Lizzie. I'm not going to do that again, no matter how brave you are. And I suppose you just expect me to go weak at the knees and fall into your arms and cry hysterically and say, we'll just figure this whole thing out, a bicontinental relationship with our daughters being raised here and, and there and, and you and I just picking up where we left off and, and growing old together and, and come on, Nick, what do you expect? To live happily ever after? Yes. To all the above. Except you don't have to cry hysterically. Oh, yes, I do. We're jumping around too no, much. No. It... And I do think I'm very bad at quoting even my favorite scenes in all of cinema. I think the only one I ever get right is you saw me when I was invisible. It's like, it's one sentence and I can get that right. 
It is so good. And it's like, I want, I want to be in love like they're in love. Like, I, I think I knew, like, as a kid, it was like, oh, they're in love. And like, this is what I want love to feel like when I get older, if that makes sense. It's so beautiful. <laughs> okay. And, um, I worry about the expectations loving this many rom-coms has given us. And I've said this to Avery before. <laughs> oh, I, I totally agree. I think being a connoisseur of this genre has like really set me up for like low ex like too high of expectations. And like, this yeah. is why I will be alone. That's so okay. we, she's not going to be alone. I'll be right there next. To her. <laughs> My favorite thing to do in the world, other than like make weird segues on this podcast to make Avery laugh is to deliver the most romantic lines of my life, specifically to Avery Super. Because I don't know what to do when you say them. I'm like taken off guard and I'm like... (laughs) I I do think... I do think I have great romantic uh, rom-com lead tendencies and great rom-com lead instincts, but I do direct all of them towards Avery. (laughs) Um, And I just... Not to get off topic, but I do want to mention, I think I've, I think I tried once in my life to do a particularly rom-com lead thing. And it was a girl I had gone on a couple dates with told me that she loved Subway churros. And I was like, I mean, I love a churro, but I'd prefer to have one on the Santa Monica Pier where a seagull could take it from you at any moment. (laughs) Um, And she said, no, I love them because they're just there when you need them. And I was like, ah, that's kind of beautiful. And I will say, I went to our next or maybe the date after that. Very, uh, you've got mail inspired with a bouquet of Subway churros. And I was like listening to um, like Sign Seal delivering on, uh, delivered on the way to like get in the mood, uh, get in the vibe. Anyway, uh, I think she did end things. <laughs> but God, I will always be able to say I carried a bouquet of Subway churros. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. I Again, a departure. Um, but I simply, I simply love a romantic gesture and I think flying on a Concorde to get mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. in half the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is iconic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Other movies I had in the genre, and you've kind of alluded to them, is Bend It Like Beckham. And I, I would love to speak on Bend It Like Beckham for a moment. I know we are... <laughs> we are two hours in. <laughs> we're nearly two hours in, and maybe we should split this up into two episodes. Somehow. Oh, yeah, I don't know. we need this in two parts. Okay. <laughs> Bend It Like Beckham. How many times did we get to see a South Asian lead on screen in an American mm. movie? Or not American, it's British, but in a Western movie before this, right? Mm. Oh, man. And this movie is so important to me and Avery. I, m- I remember us watching it together in, like, 2009. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we had both seen it many times before then. Yes. But, um, so uh, it, I don't think it's, like, specific to any audience. But I do think, God, it just... It gets family so right. And Gurinder mm-hmm. Chadha, like uh, that whole supporting cast of family members. Like, I think the director's, co- people talk about the director's commentary where she's just like, that's my aunt. That's my aunt. <laughs> God, she also directed Angus because she gets teen yeah. girls. Yes. And I, I do it. think that's 
a magical, magical ability. I think it's so special when you when you have that. And I think I think a lot about um, the author of Angus, because I think she um, um, she really had that also um, to get that sense of that sense of humor, that comedy. It's oh, Louise Renison. I was looking for her name. Sorry. Um, God, understanding teen girls is so special. Mm-hmm. They're an audience that people talk about a lot because like I think it was. I don't know if this is a real Harry Styles quote or like a fan fictiony Harry Styles quote. I'm not attaching it to him specifically, but there's that idea of like, like people would ask, like, is One Direction tip something to be taken seriously if just teen girls love it? And I don't know if this was who who actually said this, but it just like, just because teen girls love something doesn't mean it's not of value. And I think people mm. who value that and take it seriously and treat that genre and those films with weight. I think all people should, but I think people who do that, they who get it, we're lucky to have them and yeah. lucky to lucky that they serve this audience. Yeah, because I think it's obviously it's because I was a part of it, but I think it's my favorite audience. I think, oh, like, yeah, I love a rom-com, but I think, oh, I can't like Beckham. Kira Knightley, I just watched her in, on the big screen and like, I just she's so good. Oh, and sorry i'm just thinking about everything i love about this movie it's so so funny the family's so funny it's another one we quoted all through high school where it's Mm -hmm. get your lesbian feet (laughs) out of my shoes or chi 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 he was touching you all over (laughs) putting your hands on your legs. you're not a little girl anymore (laughs) it's so good And I think a lot about how Parminder Nagra should have been a lead, should have been in everything after this. Hands down. Like, yes, she's in ER, and yes, she's in Ellen Enchanted, but why wasn't she in more? She should have a career just as much as Kira Knightley's. A lot of people have written a lot of articles about, yeah, like, why did we only get Kira Knightley? And don't get me wrong, Kira Knightley is incredible. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also so fun in this. And you've got, yes, I'm Irish. <laughs> Which is a quote my friend Chelsea and I literally quote all the time. Jess, I'm Irish. <laughs> of course I understand. Like all the time, just out of context sometimes. I'm like, Jess, I'm Irish. Because it basically is out of context in the movie. It's not really, but she's just talked about being called a slur. And he's like, you think I don't understand? And it's like, okay, my guy, calm, calm down. Um, yes. Perfect, perfect film. And it also, God, the same scene with the lesbian feet out of my shoes line. It's like, lesbian? No, she's Punjabi. I thought she was a Pisces. Oh, no, you're right. Lesbian, no. she's. I thought she was a Pisces. God, there's so many fucking, oh, my God. I knew I, knew I was getting that line wrong, but I had to say it. <laughs> Bend It Like Beckham is a phenomenal movie. So great so funny and i think within that genre if we're going to talk about family movies we've got to talk about my big fat greek wedding yes another movie that i too watched in preparation for turning 30 because tula is 30 in that movie is tula 30 she's supposed to be 30 (laughs) in that movie yes she feels a little older (laughs) my big fat greek wedding my family quotes it on a regular basis. And I'm not talking about like, oh, we go, hey, do you remember that time we watched it? It's like, no, it's in our everyday dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like it's in our everyday conversations. Like it's just part of, it's part of our lingo now. 
I know uh, which ones too. It's like, yeah, like it's just, you know, it's like, uh, you don't listen to me. <laughs> like, like it's just we'll we'll just say stuff all the time from that movie, like, oh, just eat something. Or like <laughs> that movie is so great. And that too, I think, is a movie about like coming into your own and finding yourself. But I mean and even though I am not Greek and in no capacity whatsoever, I see her family and I go, oh, that's my family. Like, right. <laughs> and I think that's what's so special about, I do think there's kind of a difference between Parent Trap and then Bend It Like Beckham, yes. My Big Fat Greek Wedding, Moonstruck. And I think what's so special about these is that they never stop loving their family. Mm-hmm. They're They're about like, like, yes, they're like, especially in Bend It Like Beckham and My Big Fat Greek Wedding, they're like, struggling within this system that is their family mm-hmm. if you can call it a system and it's like but but they're struggling because there's so much love there there's mm-hmm. so much respect there mm-hmm. there's so much oh why you want to leave me why why you want to leave me <laughs> what do you mean you don't eat no meat how often do you say that to your vegan mother <laughs> very early on in the early years <laughs> Not so much now, but I mean, there's there's just so many inside the lump. They found hair and spinal cord inside the lump. Yes, was my twist. God, I love her so much. Her performance. It's just, it's so good. She was really watching it for the girlies. Or she was really writing for the girlies. And I think what I also came and like appreciated the second around, time around is our leading man... It's like everything you want. What is it, John Cor- Corbin? John Corbin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who also plays the, the dad into all the boys? Yes, the dad into all the boys. Like he is such a sweet and perfect, like leading man. It's like, oh, when he tells her, she's like, "Why do you like? Why did you choose me? Like, why did you fall in love with me?" He's like, "Because I came alive when I met you." I was like, Jesus Christ, like. Oh my word. That's it's just so sweet. And I think how respectful and loving and how appreciative he is about her family, just like mm-hmm. it makes it so special. Rodney and Harry. <laughs> Rodney and Harry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I and uh, yeah, and it, it, like Avery said, I think there's something so special about big families and we're both parts of them and there's you, you are in this thing bigger than yourself that I think both My Big Fat Greek Wedding and Bend It Like Beckham capture. And mm-hmm. I, I love that you said you see yourself. I think we see our family in My Big Fat Greek Wedding too. And I love movies that let you, like, you're like, oh no, it's just all love. It's all like chaos. And mm-hmm. I almost, like, I think Moonstruck kind of falls in this category because it is so much about family and mm-hmm. it ends at the table with the family, with mm-hmm. the grandfather the grandfather at the end i'm confused (laughs) um and it's a god it's just like everyone everyone together but i do think there is enough of a drive there of the rom-com between um between Cher and nicholas cage that it was able to be in my top category Yeah. yeah all right i have three more categories but these are gonna be very quick because i feel like some of these i don't know I have period piece rom-coms. The first one on here, or not in any order in particular, is Much Ado About Nothing. The chemistry is sizzling. (laughs) And I want to be clear. We are talking about Much Ado About Nothing with 
Emma Thompson, Kenneth Branagh, Keanu fucking Reeves, Denzel Washington as brothers, brothers. mind you. <laughs> a young, uh, what am I blaming? Robert Sean Leonard. And Kate. Oh, Kate Beckinsale. Such a young Kate Beckinsale. Yes, a young Kate Beckinsale. We watched, we watched this movie in our Shakespeare class mm-hmm. senior year. We were in AP Shakespeare. As you can tell, we were very much literature nerds. And our teacher, the greatest English teacher I've ever had and will probably mm-hmm. ever have for the rest of my life, um, Kate Lambert, had us watch Much Ado About Nothing. And my life is better because of it, because that movie fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, I, God, what a, to, uh, I, we, did we watch it in class? We did, right? We watched it in class every day on the projector. I thought... Because there were some movies that she made us watch outside of class. I thought that was one of them. Because she made us watch Merchant of Venice. We watched it outside of class and then she took us back through the most important scenes. Yes, 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 yes. Correct, correct, correct. correct. And I just... When he says, Monsieur Love. (laughs) That movie, like... I don't think I knew I could love a period piece before this movie. And that's because I was a teenager who really mm-hmm. didn't watch period pieces. But mm-hmm. so at the time, Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson were married mm-hmm. and they just they are both. I think they're both beautiful people, but they are at their hottest in this movie. Correct. It's in the it's supposed to be the Italian countryside. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. everybody is so tanned and in these white dresses. God, the opening scene where she's like reading Hey Nani Nani and it just these soldiers are returning from battle and it's just so, so joyous and so tan. Really, really tan. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Kate Beckinsale, who I guess couldn't couldn't hang. <laughs> and like there's just all this celebration and it is a really fun movie with again, just when you see two people on screen who are actually together you know it and you know who else i'm talking about i'm talking about amanda seyfried and mama mia you know i'm talking about they were ready to go at it on that beach (laughs) yeah yeah lay all your love on me Mm. Mm. okay don't go wasting your devotion (laughs) uh yeah much ado it's so good. It's just so good. It's don't go wasting your emotions. I do this every fucking time. <laughs> oh. But is it the song Lay Your Love on Me? Yes, no, you're right. Oh, I'm just oh. saying I quoted it wrong as oh. always. Stop. I just can't let the listeners know how badly I bad I do with lyrics. <laughs> I think the second movie on this period piece rom-com is 2005's Pride and Prejudice. Jahan, I love this movie. And when I say I love this movie... Let me let me tell you how like how bad it is. Mm-hmm. I the rain scene, the first proposal rain scene. Mm-hmm. I watch maybe like once a month. Like it's on my favorites on my YouTube. There's a there's a YouTube that my friend Chelsea because she loves this movie as much as I do. There's a chapter of that proposal scene that Matthew McFadyen reads. And sometimes when I can't go to sleep, I like listen to him read that proposal. <laughs> At night. And for a while, I would just like listen to that. And that was what I do when I go to sleep. The music, it's one of the best Mm -hmm. music soundtracks I've ever heard. I think the cinematography is beautiful. I think like anyone who doesn't think this is a rom-com, 
Like, there are so, those family dynamics and those family scenes, like, oh my goodness, everybody behave naturally, like, kill over and die every time. The amount I was <laughs> laughing, I was near tears when that happened, when they, <laughs> when, when Bingley walks in and they yes. look normal. It it's is, the funniest thing, it's the funniest cut I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. It is so <laughs> funny and just like the sister dynamics and it and Lydia throwing her flowing her handkerchief in the air and it being kicked away by the soldier it's just <laughs> anyone who doesn't see this as a rom-com like truly doesn't know what Jane Austen is doing in this movie because it's meant to be funny but that's, and it's that's the thing Joe Wright did know what she was doing yes. which is so good yes like some Sorry. of these lines you just can't play seriously like they're meant to be funny and mm-hmm that movie i i love it with my whole heart like i i love it so much <laughs> and i will say i have had the good fortune of watching it for the first time 2 days ago <laughs> and i watched it in theaters a local theater is doing like a bunch of rom-coms for valentine's day and i had no idea what i was in for because i think sometimes you go into a movie that all of your friends love and you're so worried you're not going to love it but the second we see her walking into that house at the beginning beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, this is something special. And it was just like that feeling. I got to watch that feeling increase. Honestly, this could almost be in that family movie category as well, because yeah. the family's so funny and the family's so yeah. important and the family's so important in a way that nearly endangers everything. <laughs> But again, it's all love. There is never a time where the two oldest sisters resent their family for being who they are, yeah. for their sisters for being absolute nincompoops, their, yeah. their mom for being oh, so annoying. It just, like, the idea that someone wouldn't approve of your family is, that's enough for them to be, to, like, shut those people. It's not like, oh, I choose love or this man over family just like oh if you can't fucking hang you can't fucking hang yeah and you talked about that opening scene and i think that's what joe wright does really well those like panning scenes like where you get to see their quiet life like what everybody is doing like whether it be at bingley's ball or like that opening scene like it's just or that that upstairs scene at the end where like the maid is going up the different levels and you see like mary's Mm -hmm. reading and the parents are talking and it's just it's so good. It's so good. And I know that like the Pride and Prejudice girlies are going to be upset because everyone's like, Colin Firth is my Mr. Darcy. Like there's no other. But like Matthew McFadyen with that open button shirt, walking it through the fog, coming to tell her that like he has bewitched her body and soul and that he loves, he loves he loves her and never wants to be parted from this day forward like goosebumps. Chills. I, I I just feel, again, so lucky to have watched it for the first time in a theater. And it was a theater, I would say, full of rabid fans. I was probably one of the only people who hadn't seen it there. People weren't doing too much cheering, although they did cheer for the hand flex. Um. <laughs> and the fact that it was, it was impromptu, like it wasn't even written. He just did it. And Joe Wright was like, we'll keep it. Jesus oh Christ. 
God, I love moments like that. That's like when uh, Anne Hathaway, full of charm, falls on the bleachers yes. and just keeps delivering her lines. Yes. <laughs> um, but yes, so it's just like, like to see it in a theater full of people like belly laughing at mm-hmm. the dad's line deliveries, the dad, like even as you're sad for Mary because she doesn't get to play the song, it's also very funny. It's yes. like I was so sad when I, when I saw her crying, but also when he closed that piano, I was like... <laughs> Mary, why don't you give the other girls a try? <laughs> it's just, it's just so, so funny. It's, I had no idea what I was in for. I truly didn't. Like, I was like, <laughs> I felt like every sister that was revealed to be another famous actress currently, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Rosamund Pike. Um, Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan, right? I couldn't remember yeah. her last name. And even Jenna Malone, who we love. Yes. From Saved and... Stepmom. I haven't seen Stepmom. You haven't seen Stepmom? Mm Mm-mm. Avery. I know. Avery. Avery, go watch Stepmom. Okay. After I watch She's the Man. Julia Roberts. I know. I know. I know. After I watched it, the first thing I did was Google to make sure Kira was Oscar nominated for the performance. A couple of things. I think at one time in my lifetime, I do want to make a pilgrimage to England to go beyond the cliff sides and to go see like the Darcy estate. Like this is something that I, it's the Darcy estate, but it's, it's something else. It's like something hall. I have looked into this. Like this is something that I want to do in my lifetime. Like I want to. so beautiful. I want to play the music. (laughs) The Liz on top of the world. And I also want to just like bask in the wind. Like it is. It is a dream of mine. If you need me to walk through the fog in the white shirt for you. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> I think another thing that this movie gave me in terms of like high expectations is like, you know, we've talked about the Dennis Quaid, you know, that that swelling of music. Like, I want that love. I want a man to look at me the way that Matthew McFadden looks at Keira Knightley during that rain scene where there's that moment of pause and they're so close together and they're like, oh my gosh, is he going to just like go for it and kiss her? Like that scene, that look, it's just, it's, it's so filled with like heat and desire and like, I want you, but like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's why I watch this rain scene every six weeks. It's so good. I love it. I love it. I also think there's something so special about that performance that when he finally smiles, it lights up the room. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because he's so good at brooding and you're like, oh, this is something special. Yeah. We're we're in his heart. We're like, he's like opened up his world to us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, All right, yeah. Um, I feel very lucky to have seen it, and I've been resisting the urge. Not, like, resisting. I had other things to do in terms (laughs) of, like, living a life, but I desperately want to rewatch it already. Yeah. It's it's good. It's so good. I think, okay, this is a movie that came on my period piece rom-coms, but I think in no way is it on the same level as Much Ado or Pride and Prejudice. I just, like, needed to give it its nod. And we don't have to talk about it for a really long time, but that's ever after with Drew Barrymore. I it is on Hulu right now. If you if those who haven't seen it, I don't know. Well, what maybe I give it a rewatch. I I think this movie is so cute and charming. I think Drew quoting Utopia and like being a Cinderella like character. She's just so great. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's it's a really fun cute 
movie. I just like it. I it, that movie, that is a movie that like I watch when I want comfort. Like it's just it's so cute. That's all I I'll say. Do you want to say even though she didn't make many of our lists, Drew Barrymore is another one who does a great rom com, mm-hmm. even if it's often opposite Adam Sandler, which is mm-hmm. a surprise. <laughs> they just do a great work. Can there. I tell you a secret? You've never I- seen The Wedding Singer. The only Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore movie I've seen is Fifty First Dates. Honestly, I think each consecutive one gets worse. No, I like Fifty First Dates. I think it's fun, if bonkers as a premise. Um, but I think The Wedding Singer is is their finest work. Okay. I was thinking in terms of Drew Barrymore, I'm also thinking of Never Been Kissed. Incredibly inappropriate as a romance. Yes. But also music and lyrics, music and lyrics. Yeah, but I think my favorite Drew Barrymore rom-com would have, so I guess I have mentioned her and I forgot I had music and lyrics. I think Way Back Into Love is so good. I think uh, one day, that line where not another negotiation, (laughs) just, oh, oh. Um, Yeah, so another star. yeah, I will say our con- you're, you're, just because of how the industry is, our conversations have been very white and straight. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, but yes, uh, yeah, a lot of Drew Barrymore classics to look into. Sorry, what other categories have we got? Last two. I have action movies with rom-com elements. I know what I would put in that, so go ahead. One, The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> the Mummy is a perfect movie. Brendan <laughs> Fraser and Rachel Weisz, there has never been a couple hotter I love this movie with my whole heart. This is a movie, too, I have probably seen once a year or twice a year, every year since it has come out. And I'm so glad that Brendan Fraser's having his, like, what is it, his renaissance era because The Mummy is a perfect movie and he should have been awarded just for that years ago. That's all I'll say. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, Rachel Weiss, Um I will say, I'm just thinking about Definitely Maybe because I watched it a couple months ago. I rewatched it a couple months ago. Like, it's first of all impressive that Ryan Reynolds is able to have chemistry with, like, what, four different women in that movie. <laughs> um, and then also just like, yeah, Rachel Weisz is like, she's just stunning every time she's on film. In that, in the favorite, uh, the obviously Mummy. Oh, go ahead. She's so good. No, I, I was just saying her character, Evelyn, if I also were to have a second child, Evelyn is the reason why, because of her I'm role. Thinking that of movie. that, is she on a ladder? Am I remembering correctly? Yes, is yes. She... <laughs> She's so quirky and smart and book smart and funny. And she too is oh so good. So good. So good. Evelyn. You know, I Evie. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I want to name a child Evelyn. It, I don't want children, but I want a child. I, I know you don't want children. I was like, it's, it's shattering me that you don't want children because you have such good names picked. <laughs> I know, I know. But Evie, yeah. Um, I also think like, what was I going to say? Rachel, oh, we should all be so lucky as Daniel Craig. <laughs> I know. Daniel Craig, you don't know how good you've got it. <laughs> I have to imagine he does. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. My second movie here is A Knight's Tale. We're going back to Heath. I've said this again. A Knight's Tale is a perfect movie, perfect friends, perfect music, perfect chemistry, a dance sequence. It has everything. And just Heath Ledger is on a charm high, like, yeah, gorgeous. Okay. Can I say one for this list? Oh, did you oh, go for it? Go for it. Go for it. No, you go. I think this one is even more rom. I mean, rom-com than the two you've listed. Miss Congeniality. That was my last movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think like those two are a more action heavy. This one is like honestly more of a rom-com than an action movie, but it does really ride that line so perfectly. Yes, this congeniality is how I was going to end this list. Yes. I just, I rewatched it with my mom, like within like, like last, last month. So this, or two months ago, December. We just sat there and we watched both Miss Congenialities all the way through and had the time of our lives because they were just on TV. Um, not that two holds up very well. And like, listen, uh, it's it's just like Sandra Bullock height of her powers, right? And I know she or the height of her powers was like 15 years long because she does not miss. But yeah. but I do think she is so, so funny in this movie where you're like, I know she's getting Oscar nominated fucking uh, Oscar winning performances. You know, she's got gravity. She's got that bird box thing. I don't fucking know. But <laughs> she was meant for comedy, no matter what anyone in the industry is telling her. The blind side, I'm sorry. I I mean, she's pretty fun. Like, for what that movie is, oh, which is not great, she is also somehow very funny in that, like, mm-hmm. melodramatic role. Miss Congeniality? God, this is, like, everything she was meant to do. She's so funny. It's so... I, I for some reason, have this memory of my mom after we saw that the first time as a child. She's like, I'd be proud of you if you grow up, like, strong and independent like that. And I was like, what the hell? I think I was, like, eight <laughs> years old. <laughs> it is... It is my sister's... It's it's one of my sister's favorite movies. So, like, growing up, we just, like, watched it constantly. And you're right. Like, Sandra Bullock does not miss in that movie. She's so funny and so down to earth. And I... It's so good. It's 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 very much different than A Night's Tale and the Mummy, but like I have to give Sandra Bullock her props because she's so funny. It's, it's so good. It's I just love every beat of that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael Caine, so funny. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, he's so funny in that movie. Um, you know a movie we haven't just I realized it hadn't been getting mentioned. Hmm. What's your last category before I say it? Period. Uh, pre nineteen seventies rom coms. That's it. Okay, one. I'm not gonna have a single thing to say. Okay, <laughs> uh, but. We haven't really talked about Legally Blonde. I think there's a reason for that. So I'll be honest. I was not a huge Legally Blonde fan. Like when it was Mm -hmm. at the height of its peak, like I was like, this movie's okay. It really probably has to be like within the last like five years. I'm like, oh, this is a good movie. Like it's it it took me a while to get there. I was on a an industry panel where they were like, you know, how did you get here? What do you do? And I was like, like part of it is I think like an important thing for being a writer is watching content. And I was like, just watch content. Like I was just watching Legally Blonde and it's just so shocking how perfectly structured that script is. <laughs> like, so I am recommending this <laughs> as like preparation to be a writer. But like, I think it's so funny. I mean, I think it's a rom-com, but it's also more about, it is about like, it's not coming of age, but it is coming into yourself, right? It's mm-hmm. more about, who she is than who she loves. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just, God, I love her. I love Selma Blair. Jennifer Coolidge? Yes, more Jennifer Coolidge. She's having her moment too, which is wonderful. Um, I'm not watching The White Lotus, but go, you you go, Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> mean Girls didn't show up in teen rom-coms. Is that a teen rom? It's not a teen rom-com. It's a teen movie. You're right, moving on. Here we okay. are, pre-1970s. <laughs> okay, this was very hard for me because I think this is where Jahan and I's like movies watching differs. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a dad who like had us watching like Rodgers and Hammerstein and like watching very old movies from a very early age. So there are a lot of like old movies that I like truly love that I wish more people would watch. 
these were hard. A lot of my movies are not like screwball comedies oh. on this list, but I, I do appreciate a His Girl Friday, mm-hmm. a Death Set, Bringing Up Baby. Like those movies are great. My three favorite movies are The Philadelphia Story with Katherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, and Jimmy Stewart. I love this movie. I lo- okay, I'm writing this down because you know oh. I don't watch okay. old movies. <laughs> the Philadelphia Story is so good i just everybody in that movie is like at their peak flexing their muscles like doing the best and it's yeah it's just it's a it's a good movie i love everything about that like katherine hepburn says some great movies that like some great lines that are like i don't want to be worshipped i want to be loved like there's just there's really great lines in that movie that are are great and like it's it's second chance romance it's it's family shenanigans like it's just a fun movie it's fun all right i I gotta (laughs) okay the second movie that i would put on here is actually a marilyn monroe movie i know people love some like it hot and seven year itch i love how to marry a millionaire and i think i'll watch it for an education (laughs) (laughs) i i just they're so it's like her it's it's marilyn monroe it's Lauren Bacall. Like, they're just so funny. They're like a girl group who's like trying to marry rich. <laughs> and so they're like on the hunt for, they're on the hunt for like rich men. And it's, it's so funny. I think it's so good. It's, I highly recommend. The last two movies I have on here, I wasn't sure if they were like true rom-coms. And that's Roman Holiday with oh. Audrey Hepburn <laughs> and Gregory Peck. This movie is so good. Mm-hmm. I cry at the ending every time. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Audrey Hepburn. I think this was like her first like full movie. Or I think this was like her first feature length movie in the movie that she got an Oscar for like right off the bat. And I think it's so well deserved. It's so good. And she's so funny playing this princess that doesn't want to be a princess that wants to live a normal life and like do regular things. And oh, I think it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Gregory Peck. That man is so attractive. And that voice, oh, he has a voice that's so deep and good and I, I rich I, and I love it. Sorry. I think I watched that on a plane like a couple of years ago for the first time. I just clicked on it. I was like, yeah, let's go. It's so good. <laughs> the last movie, I don't even know if, I think it's a romance drama. So I don't even think it's considered a rom-com. Oh, but I this think is, I know what's coming. Is this go an ahead. affair to remember? Oh, I what thought you, you were think going I, Casablanca. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> an affair to remember with... With Cary Grant and Deborah Kerr. It's the movie I try to watch every Christmas. I bawl my eyes out at the end. This is where, think of, this is where we get meeting at the top of the Empire State Building comes from an affair to remember. I love these people so much. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's Cary Grant. Is he older in this movie? It's, It's not Arsenic and Old Lace Days and it's not Bringing Up Baby Days. He's a little bit older in this movie. Mm -hmm. But Cary, I mean... They're both so funny and so elegant. And it's two people who are in relationship with other people and they meet on this boat and they fall in love. And it's just like, where will you be in six months? Like, I want to make this work. It's so, it's so beautiful. You know, I still haven't watched the before. I've only watched uh, Before Sunset. I haven't watched the full trilogy. (gasps) I watched the full trilogy this summer with Brian. Okay, I've been meaning to watch it. So I will do that soon. But I think that would be on a lot of people's lists here. Yeah. I also, I will be working on that pre-1970s pre, pre 1970s list, but I realized two things. One, uh, 
there's one more category I'd like to take us through that uh, kind of occurred to me while we were talking. Okay. And also, I left a movie off the family genre that oh. I think you might not know. I just oh. watched it for the first time last year. Okay. And I'm actually going to watch it on Valentine's Day with a, like, uh, a queer cinema club. I really said I'm going to come out on the podcast this episode and then keep bringing it up. <laughs> but um, it's called Saving Face. I've never seen it. Okay. I'm gonna. So you remember the half of it that... Netflix teen rom-com. Mm-hmm. So that writer 15 or so years earlier had like an end like she like was a computer engineer who like had saved up a bunch of money by being a computer engineer in the 90s and like was like I'm gonna I have enough money to give myself five years to get a this script made and it's like this independent it is really it's like got a lot of mother-daughter movie elements but it is like about this girl who is a lesbian in this very insular queens uh, like queens new york chinese community and it's it's so funny it's it's funny it's it's got a little it's got like it's got a little of that bend it like beckham it's uh it's called saving face saving face and again it's about like saving face and community and stuff like that and then um, the category I think we've left off is uh, one of my favorites. <laughs> one of your favorites. Oh. Avery, we don't have a musical rom-coms category. <gasps> oh. I don't know how we missed it because I'd argue Mamma Mia is one of the most important movies to both of us. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's hard. And I, well, I have three. Or okay. no, I have, I have, well, I have, really have two. Because I pulled another one because I needed a, I felt like I needed a third, but the most, because I know there's some older ones, like maybe Singing in the Rain that might be worth mm-hmm. including, but I'm not versed in that in that age, as we've discussed. Yeah. But I think my number two after Mamma Mia would be Enchanted. Oh, yes. Okay. I see that. We loved that movie. That movie's so underrated. How do you know that you love her? <laughs> the movie's so good. Okay. Okay. What would you put third on that list? I... I was like, I don't know if it's even a rom-com, but I did really, I know uh, it, the the discussion around it got a little muddled because of the Oscars fiasco, but I did really enjoy La La Land. I think mm. that first sequence alone makes it so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if it needs to be on the list. I was just like, once I said Mamma Mia and Enchanted, I was like, okay, okay. what else? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I think I would put Singing in the Rain on there. I think there were some classics I'd put on there. I'm trying to think what else is a wrong Grease. Grease. I'm not a oh big my fan of Grease. Oh, the thing is, I don't think I'm a huge fan of Grease the movie. I think I'm a huge fan of the experience of watching. Okay. No, actually, I'm a huge fan of Grease the movie. I love watching it. It's one of those things where, like, there's, like, three or four movie scenes in our, like, where if you hear it starting... You call you summon the rest of the Madanis, or at least like you summon your siblings. Specifically, like Cheyenne and I, like yeah. and Alina will like call each other. If you're the one that I want is starting, we'll call each oh, other. Oh yeah, no, that's a fact. And I I want to be clear, y'all. This list is so not comprehensive because we didn't bring up Twenty Seven Dresses. We didn't bring up Hitch. We didn't bring. We talked about Jayla. Twenty Seven Dresses so important to our friend group, even though you guys forgot to invite me to see it. You know what? <laughs> If it's on TV, I'm going to watch it. I just, you got electric boots, you know, I <laughs> I just think that, like, yeah, James Marsden should have a thousand more rom-coms. I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Speaking of Enchanted, yeah, I just, oh, love, love, love. Gosh, we watch a lot of movies. 
that was <laughs> but this is a lifetime right we're starting at childhood like with the this... parent trap and what a and what a life it's been. <laughs> what a life of romance it has been. What a fun reflection as we both like are uh, like right. Uh, we're both turning 30 in uh, last weekend and in two months. Right. Like, I, I know. I, God, I love movies. I mean, I love TV too, but. Yeah, I, I think movies are my first love. I think rom-coms are genre that like often gets so overlooked but I'm like I don't think you understand how like shapely this has been to many of us and the tween and girly lives um mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's, I, it's so good again content for young women and teens is like because I yeah. know we we talked a lot about teen movies for families uh yeah I just think we deserve big budget rom-coms or not even big budget we deserve Move, uh, rom-coms released in theaters they can the thing is they are they're mid-budget you don't even need to go big budget we deserve yeah. the mid-budget rom-com mm-hmm. and this isn't just on the side of the studio why aren't you rushing to theaters why aren't you more like i think a lot about um i this is me and my billy eichner moment about bros i will say i did not enjoy bros and i will go on record <laughs> i saw that in a theater full of people and i was like why are you laughing dang <laughs> but um i i think that like we deserve big budget rom-coms and i think give them more chances i think like more people should be like i just have such a distinct memory of i had a physics test the next day or something but my brother was home from spring for spring break and he's like hey you want to go see valentine's day so we went to go see valentine's day the day before my physics test because like it's just so much fun to see a rom-com in the theaters even if it's a goofy one like that yeah, yeah. When yeah. Gary Marshall got into his holiday era, he was really doing some funny shit. Oh, I forgot. I thought you had this category. Holiday rom-coms. I didn't bring up the category, but you know the holiday is on it with Kate Winslet. I, I, I honestly just brought it up to say the holiday because the holiday could have been in either of our top five. The holiday, Hans Zimmer, that soundtrack, magnificent. Hans Zimmer snapped. Anyway. He did. He did. <laughs> I I just the holiday like it could have been in our 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 top five because I remember watching it at a sleepover in high school again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember all the things we giggle at, but that's not why it's top five. It's top five because it's it's perfect. It's like I love saying when someone's the height of their powers, Cameron Diaz height of her powers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. in a movie full of sparkling performances. Like I'm not like Kate Winslet when that gumption. Oh, she does have gumption. The gumption speech. I know. And Avery and I have talked about this where I like in high school would have gotten a tattoo of the word gumption if you had asked me what a tattoo I wanted was back then. Um, I think, again, Nancy Myers always at the height of her powers, height of her powers. (laughs) It's it's so fun. It's so lovely. And it is up there with the parent trap and princess diaries and movies that I will rewatch time and time again anytime it's on tv i'm like yeah absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i want to see jack black at and be the most charming man in the world mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we have gabbed and giggled and cried about rom-coms mm-hmm. in these past almost three hours but you know jesus i want to hear from adam <laughs> and i am so sorry to adam that you have to edit this into anything resembling an episode <laughs> I don't think there's anything I can really add at this point. Honestly, I might just cut this part out. Um, I Like I said, just have a list of some rom-coms I like, and you just kind of blew through 
those at a certain point. So <laughs> it's because we probably mentioned one hundred movies so far. <laughs> I think the only one that you did not mention uh was Jerry Maguire, but is that really a rom com or is that just like I a... will say I didn't bring it up because I know it's on the top of a lot of people's lists, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> I have seen Jerry Maguire one time. I couldn't even tell you what the movie's truly about, but it's on Netflix right now and it's on my list to okay. rewatch. All right. A lot of like classic, like if you buy one of those like a thousand and one movie lines, it's mm-hmm. probably got like 50 or so in there. Yeah, I, I, I know the lines too. Yeah, but... exactly. exactly. <laughs> so also, I saw Coming to America as a rom-com on a bunch of these lists. Oh, I don't think it's really a rom-com. Mm-hmm. Is it... I mean, I guess it is, but... Yeah, it's interesting. I just consider that like an Eddie Murphy movie. I don't know if I think like, <laughs> anyway, uh, the proposal with Sandra Bullock, of course, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I can't believe we didn't mention that. I just, so funny. Betty White height of her powers. <laughs> Again. Her height of her powers was the Golden Girls. You better stop. I knew you were going to say that. And I respect and believe that you are correct. I needed to be correct. <laughs> Go ahead. Crazy Stupid Love with uh, Steve Carell. And uh, Julianne Moore and uh, who else was in there? Ryan Gosling, Emma Ryan Stone, Gosling, Joey Emma Stone. King. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yes, a powerhouse. I, I, what I love about that movie is the structure and the reveal and the first. There's nothing quite like the first time you see it. I think, yeah, because you have no idea what you're in for. <laughs> Josh Groban. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about. I haven't seen the movie in a minute. Mm-hmm. I think you brought up Pretty Woman, and then The Big Sick is a more recent one. I think mm-hmm. that was pretty good as well did like the big sick and i do love that it's their actual love story oh we love it that's, real that's crazy i know it's scary <laughs> but um i also yeah pretty woman i do think it does deserve a little bit more of a moment because it's it's so good i love watching that movie it's so wild because it's like i will watch it with my family my parents i watched it with my grandparents and i'm like i am showing them a movie about prostitution <laughs> But Julia Roberts has the charm to pull off this experience for me. <laughs> oh, it's so lovely. Um, the oh. last thing I have is that I was upset when I found out that the couples that were doing the vignettes in When Harry Met Sally were actors. Um, I was a little upset by that, but that's tough. That's all that I have. <laughs> they were actors, but it, were the stories real? Like? I saw it was like the stories were gathered by the director that were like stories that like he had heard and he told the actors to say i don't know i was like oh my god the couple that met in the elevator in chicago that lived in new york was so cute oh my gosh and then i looked it up and it was fake and i was like oh that's tough i think marry me has real couples at the end always a nice (laughs) touch (laughs) (laughs) we also didn't talk about monster law which i don't think is a rom-com well i think it's a rom-com but i think it's like i just love the women in that movie like (laughs) Mm -hmm. the love interest and i'm blanking on his name michael i want to call him vaughn oh is it the love interest it's from alias and never been kissed vartan vartan michael vartan thank you vaughn was his name in alias like their romance is okay that movie is a Wanda Sykes, Jane Fonda, J-Lo movie, and like... I need to rewatch it. I love their dynamic in that movie, but yeah. We don't... Yeah, we, um, we can cut that out. We don't need that part. I, I think... <laughs> I think I know we're, we're probably gonna need to wrap it up soon. And something I wanted to talk about, but I don't think we necessarily have time for, is three things. 
decom rom-coms, rom-com starring decom stars, and decom stars who should be rom-com stars. And I think that's too much for now. I don't think we decom rom-coms will cover in the the in future episodes. I don't really know rom-com starring decom stars off the top of my head, but I would like for a moment to bring it back to decoms. What decom stars off the top of your head should be rom-com stars? Brenda Song. <laughs> Did you give me time to think? I was giving my first one. You can also say Brenda Song. Yeah, I, I, the first one that truly comes to mind is Brenda Song. I think Selena Gomez could do a good job. Yeah, but she, I mean, like we did another Cinderella story. You're right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay, one last one, because I thought she was so great in Sky High, Danielle Panabaker. I knew you were going to say Danielle Panabaker. I can't, I <laughs> just can't help myself. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Okay, okay. We are wrapping this up, Jahan. All right. I will just say that this was hard. <laughs> I struggled. I suffered. I have brought up movies that probably... I will think of maybe four hours from now and be like, oh, I forgot to mention this one. But I love rom-coms. I love them. If you ever want to know how to woo Avery, we can, you just watch these movies and Mm -hmm. do your due diligence, do your homework. And I don't know, surprise me. Uh, (laughs) I know where Avery wants to be proposed to in case you need that information. (laughs) Yes. I, I'm holding on to that for the future. Um, but I, I, yeah, so agree with Avery. This was so hard and so fun and just a blast to get to talk about how much the, this genre we love so much and we could live in. We could do a whole rom-com podcast. And I think so many of our friends and loved ones could do a whole rom-com podcast because we just come to this genre armed, you know, yes. and ready to enjoy it. I, I just, I think it's so wonderful. Um I will say it is February, you know, you're you're cozying up to your crushes for Valentine's Day. So if you do have a crush that you want to email to us, please, we are reachable at from from no, it's supernovagirls2049 at gmail.com. Send us your crushes. Maybe we can make a little Valentine's magic happen. I don't know how, but you know, believe in us. This was some of the most fun I've ever had. I was so stressed about this list. Maybe less stressed than Avery because I was like, listen, we can always issue a correction. (laughs) I literally just screamed on the phone to Jahan. This is too hard. I can't do this. (laughs) But I do think it was the right call for this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for spending a really long time hearing us talk about rom-coms. This has been from Ada Zenon a departure from our decom podcast and you can find me at jahan413 on all platforms you can find adam at the podcast adam on all platforms and i'm at camille says 36 all right thanks so much go find love (laughs) go forth and pursue romance yeah make your gestures bold have gumption and pursue love and beauty and support teen girls (laughs) that was beautiful Thank you so much. That was my romantic speech to rom-coms. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> See you next month. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>